0: Welcome to Listen, Smile, y no te rindas. Este es un podcast para hispanohablantes que quieren mejorar su comprensión auditiva del inglés de los Estados Unidos. Somos dos hermanos estadounidenses con raíces mexicanas. Soy Gabo o Gabe, aquí con mi hermano mayor Goyo o Greg.
1: Good morning. Today we have a special episode where we're going to interview an English teacher who is very prominent on the internet. His name is Jose Manuel, and his handle on his teaching channels is Astrojock. I'm looking forward to finding out where he got the name Astrojock. Yeah, so it's
0: A S T R O J O C. Astrojock,
1: Astrojock. Yes. Before we listen to the episode. Gabe and I want to teach you a little something about English pronunciation. One thing that we've noticed about our guest Astrojock is that his pronunciation of English is quite native. He sounds like he could live in my neighborhood in Georgia, even though he lives in Venezuela. I'm very excited to find out how he achieved that level of native-like pronunciation or proficiency.
0: Yes, a pronunciation of a second language is tricky, porque um, ninguno de nosotros tiene una pronunciación perfecta, and that's okay. Um, very few of us can have a perfect pronunciation in multiple languages, but if you are understood by the listener, then you are successful, and so we are all just doing our best. Today, however, we want to talk about the uh, sound that is so common in English. That's right. The, uh, sound,
1: which is going to be called the schwa in your English lessons, is the most common vowel sound or the default vowel sound in English. And it doesn't exist in Spanish. That's right. Did you learn to say, for example, an apple or a banana when you were learning your fruits and vegetables? An apple and a banana certainly make sense. However, at some point, you will notice uh, yourself from listening to native speakers, or a good teacher will tell you that almost no one pronounces some of those A's, like an or a banana. They don't pronounce those letters like that.
0: That's right. We say a for vowels all the time so long as they are not the accented syllable in a word. So, listen to how I say these two uh, fruit names. You are going to hear four schwas or four examples of the a uh sound. So, listen to how a native says this. An apple. An apple. A banana. A banana.
1: Wow, so an apple sounds accurate, but unapple, unapple sounds more native. Notice that the non-stretched or accented syllables are the ones that will transform to this uh, and I, I need to say, it's not every time. You have to listen for when native speakers do it, but I, I would like you to listen for it. So here's an example of me pronouncing something without schwas more uh sort of literal uh the way the vowels are written and then I'm going to pronounce them as I would if I were talking to gabo for example my family goes to the market every year on the 25th of november there are incredible sales okay so that was each vowel being said sort of like you would learn it in the dictionary, if you would. Now, listen to how I say this to Gabe using the uh sound or the schwa. My family goes to the market every year on the 25th of November. There are incredible sales. So, family, not family. Market, not market. Every, not every. <laughs> November not november
2: mm.
1: incredible not incredible okay so that is a sound that when i hear it i think native speaker native speaker right that gives off a an alarm to me that ah this person has listened to a lot of english all right so we're going to listen to Astrojock now and we're going to go back after his interview and Play a few examples, not many, of where he sounds native because he's using the uh sound
2: or the schwa. All right, vamos. Before we get to the interview with Astrojock, we
0: need a moment to pause for the cause. Sí, necesitamos una
1: pausa para la causa. <laughs> si escuchas nuestro programa, podrías hacernos un favor y dejar una reseña nos ayudaría un montón para atraer a más oyentes. Leemos las reseñas durante la misión y puedes ganar 20 dólares estadounidenses. Gabe
0: te va a explicar. We now host a monthly raffle, una rifa gratis, for a $20 Visa International Gift Card. So, simply go to the rifas tab on our website, which is noterindaspodcast.us, to see how to enter. Mensualmente, anunciamos allí el ganador de la rifa. Usaremos su dirección de email para mandarle el premio. To leave us a review, just visit the website and go to the reviews tab. Or give us a rating or review, una calificacion o reseña, in your podcast player, such as Apple Podcasts. This helps more listeners to see us and hear us in the future.
1: Y de antemano queremos agradecer a nuestro huésped especial, Jose Manuel, mejor conocido en el internet como Astrojack. Welcome. (laughs) How are you, sir?
2: Um, thank you, thank you. I'm pretty good. Excited to be Excellent. here.
1: Excellent. Uh, what's the weather like where you are?
2: It's pretty warm now, but it's not so sunny. So
0: It's a little coolish where we are. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Right now, this is the time of year in North Carolina where we have de- kind of desert weather, where it gets cold at night, and then it gets hot in the daytime. And where did you grow up, Astrojack?
2: I grew up in... Um, Caracas, that's the capital city of Venezuela. Um, Right. uh, the, the area is Katia. I'm from Katia. It's a small place in the Eastern part of the city. I spent 28 years there and then I moved out. I started living alone.
1: You lived all over you say?
2: I live in a place called Chacao. It's Venezuela. Got it.
1: Two different places within the same city. Yeah. And so you're, um, I'm assuming that in Caracas, finding English is harder than, than it would be in, in another city. So you had to work very hard to, to encounter the level of English that you have studied. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yes. I started studying modern languages um, when I was 16. And um, they said that, you know, you didn't need to um, know English beforehand, but when you start, you take the first class. That was with a teacher from Boston, and she spoke so fast, I didn't understand anything. Yes. Yeah. So I realized that I I had to do a lot of work on my own. So I started watching Dr. House. That's how I improved my listening comprehension. And then I had to take Uh a course. Gabe,
1: doesn't your mother like Doctor House? Am I remembering that right?
2: Yes, yes, she's a big fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we can now we can now uh, have a conversation between Astrojock and and your mom, Gabe. That's that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> but it, it is so important, I think, to to find a uh, find something that you find interesting that is in your your target language and that you can can watch and and become accustomed to. Just so you know, um, the the Boston accent, in terms of pace and tempo, uh, is ranked among the fastest in the United States, which is uh, interesting because you know JFK kind of had that New England accent of our uh, President John F. Kennedy and he is on record as the fastest speaking president in history for for the United States. So that would be a very difficult thing to start with. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your teaching practice.
1: Uh, So you give classes privately in small groups. How is it that you are an English teacher? How does that work?
2: Well, uh, maybe I could talk a little bit about my career um it started in 2011 so uh-huh. i was still a modern languages student and like there was a teacher who saw potential and he said hey maybe you can teach in our courses like those were courses for the public in general so i started teaching um english and italian too I didn't have any training, any formal training. So I spent five years teaching without any training, just following what I thought worked best for people. And then in in 2016, I did my first certification. I started working for the British Council, and that's how I became a more professional teacher. And then up until 2021, I worked there, and I decided to start this online school with another partner. Um, mm-hmm. So we started teaching one-to-one classes. And then I said, like, why don't I share info on Twitter? Maybe people might find it helpful. Like I I, I collected a lot of information that I thought could be helpful for people to enjoy the process. So um, my first Twitter thread was on how to think in English. Mm-hmm. And it went viral. So that's how I started like a Twitter community. And, um, so
1: forgive that, me for interrupting. Are you saying that you've been on Twitter for what, two, three years? How long have you been on Twitter?
2: Two years, but like sharing information, like to learn English, um, one year I started doing that like February, 2022.
1: Wow. So, uh, you're at Astro Jock. Is that right? At Astrojack. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. So I'm on Twitter constantly because I do the Rindas podcast tweets, and um, I can tell you, listeners, that he is quite active. He has uh, great information. I often share uh, what Astrojack is saying uh, to our followers, and yeah, you know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So along the lines of what you would choose to share, would you? Tell us a little bit about uh, your beliefs as a language teacher. Clearly, you have mastered English as a second language without uh, being immersed in it in the traditional way of, of living there as a child. What do you believe as a language teacher? What would you like us to know?
2: That's a great question. It's I could say many things, but I think the most important aspect is feeling safe. Whatever you're learning feeling safe um, because sometimes you feel vulnerable and as an adult, like be exposed to a situation in which you can be judged can have like terrible impact on your emotional connection to the language. So I think that's the most important part. Unfortunately, not many people have the opportunity to to practice, to learn, make mistakes in a good environment, like in a safe place. But that's what I try to provide to people who want to learn with me. That's like the and um,
1: and you do that sometimes. I notice on Sundays you have like a a live conversation where people just can drop in and listen to you speak English and ask questions on Twitter. Is that right?
2: Yeah, on Fridays. I, I switched on like, Fridays a couple of weeks ago. Yeah fridays at 4 p.m eastern time
0: well that is that's not the first time that we've heard this idea of an emotional filter either making language learning easier or much harder the um the more uncomfortable and the the more frightened a student is um these barriers apparently in brain research, at least these barriers come up somehow that keep us from absorbing the information and, or being able to access that second language information. So I love, um, it's so nice to hear uh, another person focusing on that. Obviously we, we try to use that on our show. We, we tend to be try to be silly or funny um, and humor causes that emotional level to go down. So what are uh, two things that you see people doing when they're trying to learn a second language like English? What are two things that you might see people do that you feel are a waste of time that they're just, they're not going to pay off in, uh, in terms of the time they invest versus what they're going to receive in exchange Jose Manuel. We'll
2: I think probably relying on um, receptive practice, just reading or listening. So a lot of people tell me that they understand when they read, even when they listen, but they are scared to try and speak. So even, you know, most of those people um, pay for classes and still, like, I think that an English classroom is a place to rehearse. An English classroom should mirror real life as much as possible and it's amazing that a lot of people um, don't have that opportunity so I think that you should always look for something that forces you to put it in practice wh- whether it's writing or speaking so that you complement all the uh, receptive skills that you know are maybe easier to develop not just because maybe motivation but At least in my country, not many people have the exposure to communicate in English. So maybe they watch a lot of movies, so that's easier. So maybe finding an opportunity to speak in a Latin American country is hard. So that's what I try to offer to people who want to get confidence. So I try to offer a place for them to speak, basically.
1: I've read in your tweets that um, you advocate for maybe journaling in English, Would you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, I think that when you um, journal, when you write down um, your thoughts, your emotions, whatever happened during the day, there is a a need to communicate something. And there isn't any pressure. Nobody's going to judge you because that's yours. And a lot of people ask me, what do I do if I don't know how to say something? That's when I tell them, try to have like a bilingual dictionary or even, you know, word coinage. Invent the word, write it down. That's also a communicative strategy and uh, it's okay. So the fact that no one is going to judge what you're writing because it's for you and you're still thinking, processing information is great because that activates, you know, all the things you have acquired and maybe you haven't had the chance to try to access and uh, maybe things you've been learning recently that are fresh there in your head that you can uh, put in paper. So
0: I love this head. idea because the the thing is you can uh, you can do this by yourself and it and it's not contingent on having uh another person to to practice with or participate with even in my own uh study of Spanish I think that I'm going to use your idea do you find that writing can help you speak better
2: um definitely even if written grammar is different from spoken grammar in many aspects the the fact that you you have an opportunity to use the language uh, and pretty much freely because it's not like you're sending an email you're basically writing down your thoughts so there are no restrictions or constraints i think that's really helpful love it
0: if we could do one thing a day to learn english what would it be and certainly journaling um, it is something that uh, that's a person can do no matter where they are uh, or what their circumstances are. Do you have another idea about one thing a day that if someone just has time to do one thing to to improve their English a day, what it might be?
2: Um, yesterday I was watching a movie and I was with my, my girlfriend and uh, she doesn't speak English and she's unconsciously repeating the phrases that are maybe catchy. So, I would say that listening to English and paying attention, like trying to imitate in your head whatever you're listening to, maybe to some extent, maybe not everything, but at some point doing it really helps because ultimately, I believe that um, trying to speak a language, even if English, now it's not like American or only British English, but like some sort of an international language, I think you still should try to imitate, you know, like uh, people who are proficient. So there's no better way to do that. uh, If it's not like with movies, because you can see people, you can see real life situations. uh, You can pause. Now there are so many tools. You can activate subtitles, both in English and Spanish. So you can,
1: you can retroceder, right? You can back it up. Yeah,
2: Exactly. Exactly. So that's what works for me. I'm not saying that works um, for everybody, but that's what I've seen works for most people listening, but paying attention, not just mm-hmm. I'm going to to enjoy the movie. It's always wondering, what are they saying? How are mm-hmm. they saying it? Um, Activating what you hear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's like that's in, in teaching. You call it noticing. And it's basically, um, you know, Paying attention to what's being said, how it's being said, and then maybe if you have that skill like self-learning, um, you could even write it down and think about how you could use it in your own context, your own environment. Like, who could I talk about with this phrase? Um, maybe I could use it to talk about my my work or or my hobbies. So, I, I was giving my girlfriend an example about Phil fill it in or fill in um, a phrasal verb that we saw. Um, Like fill in the blank, that kind of thing? Exactly. Um, I think there were two characters and and he was, um, one was telling the other, like, I'll fill you in on the details. Hmm. So I told my girlfriend that could be maybe a a useful phrase for a business context, you know, because that's kind of a predictive um, or a predictable um situation you know you gotta report to somebody, so um it takes time to become like that, like wondering how you could use something, but uh definitely listening, watching movies, subtitles is one of the most effective ways
0: actively
1: listening, I
0: really
2: like mm-hmm.
1: that well, thank you for that and then i've you know Gabe and I have been very curious to find out um where the name Astrojock comes from.
2: <laughs> it's it's actually a joke because back in twenty twenty one I started reading about dream analysis. I'm really into it. And Carl Jung and um uh archetypes, the unconscious. So uh my friends would have like um conversations about about dreams and uh I told them like what I thought about their dreams so they started making jokes about astrology so they kind of mixed the two um together and uh, they gave me the 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 astro at the beginning and then the the jog is because of my name but instead of s e it's just the c because you could pronounce it like that in spanish like jose Ah, you know jose
0: So this is so interesting uh, because not only uh, does my mom like Dr. House, but she also likes Dr. Jung uh, a lot and is very, (laughs) very interested in dream analysis. In fact, she journals her dreams very regularly. Um so but but in English. Um <laughs> so she's not learning Spanish uh like I am although she says she wants to. But uh that is so wonderful. I can't wait to tell her that uh you know this person in you know in Venezuela is is also touched by Carl Jung's work. Before we say that one more thank you and
1: goodbye, uh we've mentioned your handle at Astrojock. On Twitter, and you also have Instagram, is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. What's your handle? Same as Twitter, A-S-T-R-O-G-O-C, or in Spanish, A-S-T-R-O-J-O-C. Perfecto,
1: perfecto. Well, otra vez, gracias por uh, el tiempo, y esperemos estar en contacto contigo otra vez. Y bueno, suerte en en toda tu empresa.
2: Muchas gracias, nice Greg. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Same. All right, here,
0: everybody. Great to meet you. Have a good day. Yes, okay. likewise. Okay. Take care.
1: Well, now that we've heard Astrajock speak, I'm sure you would agree, oyente, that he is a master at speaking English, and has done it in an unusual circumstance that is not very different from the circumstance that you may be in. O sea, él tenía que aprender el idioma fuera de las fronteras de un país inglés parlante. So let's see some examples of why Astrojack sounds so English. I'll even say that he sounds somewhat American in the way he speaks when he speaks English. Although, of course, he studied British English as well. Recall, please, from our introduction, that we are listening for the uh sound in his speech. Uh, which is called the schwa. So does he use uh for the sound a sometimes, or the sound "the" sometimes, and therefore sound more relaxed, and more native. The small. Okay. Did you hear it? He said the small and not the small. Right? A student would likely say the small. The small. Okay. The small. Okay. I hope that's clear. Here comes the second example. In the eastern. So there it is again. You can hear the from his lips. The. In veste, the. Muy bien. In the eastern. In the Eastern. And in this final example, you can hear him say a couple of, a couple of,
2: a couple of weeks ago.
1: Someone learning English may say a couple of, a couple of. We want to thank Estrojok one last time for being our guest today and encourage you, please, to visit our website at www noterindaspodcast.us to find out more about us. There you can find our links to social media as well as helpful articles in intermediate English plus our blog which complements the episodes with extra information. For example, this week's show will have a blog post about the use of schwa or the uh sound in English. Thank you so much for listening, and for Gabe, this is Greg reminding you that in your English learning journey, no te rindas.